Aloha mai kakou. My name is Walter Kawaii'a, your host for Roots Hawaii. We are here in the beautiful studios of ThinkTech Hawaii, located in the Pioneer Plaza building in downtown Honolulu. And joining me today is my very special guest, Kamakapili. Aloha, Hawaiian. Aloha, Good to see you. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, long time. Well, let me, um, I know he's, this is a famous Hawaiian young man, but for, for many of our viewers who are not familiar with Kamaka, let me give you a brief uh, introduction. Kamakapili was born and raised here on the island of Oahu, where he grew up in a multicultural environment. However, it was his native Hawaiian roots or his oivi of his ancestors that beckoned his spirit the strongest. Kamaka has always felt the sense of kuleana, or responsibility, to actively perpetuate his cultural traditions in this modern, fast-paced world of business, politics, and development. From hula, dance, to lomi lomi, massage, laau lapaau, Hawaiian herbal medicines, to ulana, weaving, to kuku, kapa, bark cloth pounding, to oli, chanting, to heinalo, surfing, and beyond. Kamaka has been and continues to be an active participant in all of these native Hawaiian disciplines. His passion to grow, his knowledge doesn't stop in the Hawaiian community, but continues as this bright, ambitious young native Hawaiian has expanded his horizons to include both the hospitality and retail industries. Kamaka is what we Hawaiians call eleo, meaning energetic or eager in finding ways to build bridges between the native Hawaiian culture and the world. So that Kamakapili doesn't find himself relaxing or resting. You can find him working as the weekend weatherman and reporter with KHON TV News. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kamakapili. Oh, that was a really nice. Yeah, that was pretty good. I, I made again. all that stuff up, you know. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something different. You know, normally I would, we have questions that we would ask and just have conversation, but I thought we'd do something different uh, with Kamaka. And so I'm going to ask, we're going to have visual. Uh, I'm going to ask our engineer to throw up picture number one. And um, so, Kamaka, tell us who this beautiful Hawaiian lady is and just your thoughts and feelings. Oh, well, that is my tutu. I should say my 103-year-old tutu, um, Marietta Kama. She lives on the Hawaii Island. That's my dad's mom's mom. And so your dad's? My dad. dad's grandma. Grandma. Yeah. Nice. And as I was a little kid, both my parents had to work, so she raised us partially as a, you know, as a young boy. And I don't know. I just There's a lot of things that she is about that I totally took in like a sponge. So everything I do, I always kind of have her in the back of my mind or if what I do, if she doesn't like it, you know, that's kind of one of my means of seeing if I should do it or not. So you're connected to Tutu, yeah? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, that reminds me because when I was, well, when I was born, my mother's grandmother, so this would have been my great grandmother, very similar. Mm -hmm. But the different, she requested to have me raised by her. So from age from baby to age seven, when my tutu passed away, I actually lived with her mm -hmm. and her mother. And so I lived with these old Hawaiian <laughs> ladies um, in my very formative years. And it really meant a lot. So mm -hmm. I gather 
you may not have lived with Tutu, or you, but you have spent a lot of time enough to connect you and root you to, to Tutu. Is that right? Yeah, we actually, she owns an apartment in Kalihi. So as a young boy, um, we lived in the next apartment right next to her. And she was always home. So when my parents left, we would just <laughs> right, <laughs> right next door. <laughs> so technically, we lived with her. I consider living with her for a little bit. So how long has she lived on the Big Island? Oh, oh at least 20 years. Oh, okay. It's been a long time. That's... Uh, her daughter, when she graduated, my grandma, when she retired from the police department, they both retired and moved up there. That was, I don't know, at least 20 years ago. 20 years. Yeah. Okay, we're going to ask Rob to throw up another picture of Tutu, picture number two. There we go. So tell us a little briefly, because we want to get through all these pictures. Yeah, this, all I remember is this is Lake Tahoe. Um, uh -huh. I think she's in her 30s at this time. And there is, especially when she turned 100, I was able to come across a lot of old photos of her. I don't know where I got it from. Um, but for like a month leading into her birthday, I would post these pictures on Instagram, on Facebook, and just to kind of like make her famous. I, I just felt like, you know, 100, first of all, turning 100 is a definite milestone. Oh, so I think it's, yeah. everybody should be aware of that, you know. Well, <clears throat> you're, you're fortunate to have your tutu still with you today. You know, I mean, 103. And I asked you before the show, how's she doing? She's still kicking. She's, she's still kicking. She loves to talk story. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Valao. Valao. But, yeah, she's doing good. She still lives out, um, out that side. And I would, I mean, I kind of, good feeling, 104 is right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yeah. So she's 103 and a half. 103 Rob, and a half. Picture number three. Okay, so I'm going to guess, you know, that on, the, on my right, that's Tutu? That's Tutu. How old was Tutu? Teenage? That's one of the... Youngest pictures I have of her, I think. No, maybe that's like nine or ten, nine or, 10. or so. But that on the left is her grandma. Oh, her grandma. Yeah, her mom's mom. You know, it's so, I love looking at old pictures Me like do. this. You do? <clears throat> yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and, and I love them when they're in black and white. I don't know, for some reason, it just makes it more real, you know? <laughs> and uh, picture, next picture there, Rob. Okay, now we're getting a little deep. So, you know, the, these are all youngsters. But I think just because I, I, I look at the, the features, where, where's Tutu in there? She's the one holding the baby. He's holding it. Now, who, yeah. oh, do you know who so all that, these others? That's all her siblings. Those are... She, part of her responsibility, I don't know how it happened. I think it just turned in that way. She kind of raised her kids, uh, her siblings, even as a young girl like that, growing up. Yeah. So... I mean, I'm going to imagine that most of them are no longer here. Um, I think the younger brother, the baby that she's holding, is still alive. I actually just met him last week, two weeks ago. Oh, really? First time ever. Yeah, wow. I've never did. But the other ones have passed already. And uh, this is here on Oahu, do you know? Yeah, it's here on Oahu. I'm not too sure where. She was born mm -hmm. in Wailua, and then she moved down to Kaka'ako. Oh, so yeah. Tutu, they're from Wailua. She's from Wailua. Originally. Yeah, wow. moved in. I know... She says where Cholo's restaurant is, that's where her house was, where she was born. Okay. Like, wow, you have a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. Um, you know, I mean, the name of our show is Roots Hawaii. And so I wanted to start off with these pictures and, you know, so that our audience knows that you come, the many things that you've done in your life, but you always uh, go back to your roots, you're mm -hmm. well-grounded. Um, have you, and just a side note, have you done any genealogical research uh, on either side of your family, mom or dad's side? I did, a little bit. Um, 
Every single time I try to start up, and then it goes for a couple days, and then oh. I get distracted or something oh, okay. else comes up, and then I just never get back well, to it. We can help you. I can help you to not yeah. be distracted on that one. And we have lots of people. I have to bring you down to, you know, the office where we are at mm -hmm. the Remote Operations Center. We're all engaged in genealogical research. Mm -hmm. A lot of experienced people. And so we mm -hmm. have to talk about that after yeah. the show. Awesome. Good. Okay. Um, Rob, do we have another picture there? Uh, oh, yep. That was last year, I think. So a couple years ago, she had fallen, and as stubborn as she is, she didn't tell anybody that she'd fallen. So that ended up to be a crack in her leg. And by the time we took her to the doctors, the doctor was saying that, um, she, I'm assuming it's because she's too old that it's not going to oh. heal. So they put her in a rehab across the street from uh, the Heal Medical Center. She was staying there for a while. But she's back home, and yeah. She's always stubborn, so even though something like that happens, it's like, come on, dude, you could have told us. And she's like, no, 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 I don't want to bother anybody. I love when I see pictures like that because I love the fact that you love Tutu. I mean, who doesn't love their Tutu? But yeah. I mean, seriously, you know, 103 years old, and I'm not going to ask you your age, but you're, you're young, <laughs> young. Okay, we want to get into, so we know that Kamaka is deeply rooted in his Hawaiian roots, and, you know, we've seen pictures of his Tutu and their siblings. I can ask Rob to throw up uh, our next uh, picture there. Okay. I, I think I know what that is, but I don't want to make a fool of myself. So I'm going to ask you. Tell, so to our audience, you got to know that Kamaka has embraced, as I mentioned in his introduction, many uh, disciplines of the Hawaiian culture. And this is one of them. And I'm going to ask him to just take his time. We're in no rush. Explain what that is, what you're doing, and how you got involved in that. Yeah. So we. Uh, the practice of ulana or weaving, um, in particular the, the lauhala, uh, oh. the leaf of the hau tree. And that particular picture is me stripping it. So there's a, there's a lot of process you got to go through to get to the point where you can weave it. And one of it is um, softening it. Or if it has thorns on it, then you got to dethorn it first. Some of them don't have thorns. Um, but then you got to soften it and then you strip it. And interesting enough, that stripper was given to me by my tutu. And that oh, is, wow. I would say, 60, 70 years old. Wow, that thing looks pretty yeah. good. So when she gave it to me, I'm like, I better, I got to put this to use. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first time I think I put it to use. So how long, I mean, when did you first start and how long have you been doing it? Um, that was a few years back. So a few years back, I was really in this, trying to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to work for anybody. <laughs> it's like, no, I can do this on my own. So I just, one, had my own um jewelry business or design company and I was trying to do craft fairs and stuff like that and what I just loved to do was just learning who I am so I got into different cultural practices and I'm not an expert at it I just felt like being aware of it you know mm -hmm. understanding at least the protocol of it the basics of it for some reason I didn't know what I was doing you know because my parents was like you need to get a job this isn't <laughs> going to get you a job I was trying to find any kind of thing that I can use this for and mm -hmm, I, I mm -hmm. couldn't I mean you had that Lomi Lomi um, Hula, which I still do, and there's so much things, and it's just because I loved to do that. Sure. And it didn't make sense until I got the, the job at the news station where I can take all that knowledge, mm -hmm. not to the fine details of what it encompasses, right. but at least throw out essences of it or be aware of it. So if I speak about something that has to do with Lauhala, I, I can share a little bit more information. Well, I have to imagine, and there's many other photos that we're going to look through that define some of these other disciplines that mm -hmm. you've been involved in, as you mentioned. But I have to imagine that 
throwing yourself, as you said you did, into these different areas, mm -hmm. just for the pure love of it, and well, maybe the pure love of acquiring knowledge about all of these different things. And I have to commend you for that, because I don't know how many peop young people your age would, would take the time to do that, especially in this day when mm -hmm. we all need a job, we have to make money because <laughs> we all have to pay bills. And unfortunately, that does get in the way of a lot of this. And so for people like yourself and other practitioners that have made a commitment to devote themselves to these different disciplines, mm -hmm. you know, Maikai, mahalo, mahalo for doing mahalo. that. But I think, you know, that has one essence of tutu in me, I believe. I, I always credit my, my tutu for, for all that passion She's and love. Inspiration, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a big part of it. Okay, so an expert in Lauhala weaving. Eh? <laughs> Not an expert. The first thing I ever made, I lost it. So I can't. <laughs> okay, well, I can't say I'm an expert. That's in another that. set of skills, and we can teach you about not losing. Rob, can we get the next uh, frame up there? Oh, oh dear. Who's that okay. handsome guy? You know, the only reason why I wanted to, because this, this, I, I kind of remember this event. I forget the, I know where the location is, but mm -hmm. I forget the name of the building. What's um, the. Nalama Kukui, the Oha building. Nalama Kukui, right, where the, uh, the Office of Hawaiian Affairs is located. Mm -hmm. And I threw this in, not because I've been there with my wife, <laughs> but because this really kind of goes back to the beginning days mm -hmm. for uh, Kamakapili. And maybe you want to, you know, in your crafting days. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of the things this uh, entrepreneur was trying to do. Oh, yeah. That was a stress and a half. But it was called <laughs> a, um, Native Flying Arts and Culture Expo. And... When I first became an artist and doing craft fairs and stuff, I got hooked up with an association that was called Hawaii Culture and Retail Association. Okay. And through that, we were trying to find ways to bring artists together so then we could help give exposure, um, help through marketing. Um, but of course, sales was the big thing. So that was actually the first one and probably the most successful. <laughs> but it was, it was a cool experience, but it was a lot of work. So I give mad props to event planners because there's so much work to put into it. Plus, you have to care for everybody else. And of course. Sometimes it's, it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> but it was good because the most rewarding thing was to see how successful everybody really was at that time in terms of sales and sure. exposure. Um, then, all of the crafters you're talking about. All the crafters, yeah. Right. And then, I mean, with that, we brought in the crafters, we brought in musicians, so that's where you came in, thank you. Um, and we had cultural workshops, mm -hmm. and we had, um, what was the other one? I know I did an ukulele workshop. Yeah, so we had an ukulele workshop, we had a kahili workshop, we had nihau shell workshop. Oh, that's right. Um, but it was, it was just making? a cool... Yeah, we actually had feather lay making with Auntie yeah. Melechan. Right, right. So there was, it was such, it's just what I thought a Hawaiian event is. And I know there's a lot of other events out there that kind of do the same thing. Um, but this is Native Hawaiian Arts and Culture. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, we'll have to come back uh, after the break and, and ask you what were the, the lessons learned from oh, that first cultural. I don't think we have uh, enough time for that. <laughs> well, we'll take a 60 second commercial break and we'll be right back with our very special guest, Mr. Kamakapili. I'm your host, Walter Kavaiaia for Roots Hawaii. We'll be right back. Aloha, this is Winston Welch. I am your host of Out and About, where every other week, Mondays at three, we explore a variety of topics in our city, state, nation, and world, and uh, events, organizations, the people that fuel them. 
It's a really interesting show. We welcome you to tune in, and we welcome your suggestions for shows. Um, you got a lot of them out there, and we have an awesome uh, studio here where we can get your ideas out as well. So I look forward to you tuning in every other week where we've got some great guests and great topics. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to come away inspired like I do. So I'll see you every other week here at 3 o'clock on Monday afternoon. Aloha. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rusty Komori, host of Beyond the Lines on Think Tech Hawaii. My show is based on my book, also titled Beyond the Lines, and it's about creating a superior culture of excellence, leadership, and finding greatness. I interview guests who are successful in business, sports, and life, which is sure to inspire you in finding your greatness. Join me every Monday as we go Beyond the Lines at 11 a.m. Aloha. Aloha, and welcome back to Roots Hawaii. I'm your host, Walter Kawaii'a, back with our very special guest, Mr. Kamakapili. So before we took a break, we were talking about Nalamakukui, mm -hmm. and that, what was the name of that first? Uh, Native, uh, Native Hawaiian Arts and Culture Expo. Okay, so yeah. I, you know, I, I remember that. It was, it was a lot of work. <laughs> I know a good friend of ours, uh, Brooke Parker, was there, mm -hmm. he and his wife. Um, what were some of the takeaways? Both the good and the bad. You know, there's always good and bad to everything, and we yeah. learn from you know the mistakes we make. I'm not saying you made any mistakes. Oh, but. I can say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think the first thing was just the behind the scenes, getting everything set. You know, the paperwork and the contract and all that kind of stuff. And there was just so much lines we had to fit in. So it took a while to actually get it and secure it. But uh, when we did, <clears throat> it turned out to be good. Um, so at least I, was, I became more aware of that, and I'm not a big fan of it. So <laughs> unless I can work with somebody to do that, I'm, not, I'm, I'm kind of sure. definitely taking a break right now. Um, but aside from that, I think to be as prepped ahead of the game as possible, mm -hmm. because I'm a procrastinator, I, I, which is weird, because when I was in school, procrastinating was like my skill. <laughs> I did really good in procrastinating. Study. Yeah, in procrastinating. I don't know why I hate it. It's super stressful, but it works. Um, <laughs> so for this, I, I try to be ahead of the game, but there are some things like when you just feel like yourself is burnt out and you're like, no, I'm going to give myself the day off. I'm going to give myself two days sure. off. And, but to know, to be ahead, then you, know, you never expect or you never know what you're going to expect. You never know what artists are going to throw at you or other vendors are going to throw at you. They want this. They want that. They want this and that. And so to be... And that's what my parents always said, you know, just be ahead of the game. And, yeah, that's probably the biggest, biggest thing I turned away from. When you were going through that whole thing, I'm just curious, was there any, do you ever hear your tutu's voice in your head from time to time? You know, when you're doing a good thing, like, would you hear her say, oh, good boy, Kamaka. Would you, if you did something not so good, would you hear her say, Kamaka, what are you doing? Yeah, well, for this one, I felt like this would please her. This would please yeah. her. Yeah, and when I called her after, she was very pleased, you know, and um, part of her family, Uncle Heleman Oli, who unfortunately recently passed, yes. is her nephew. Oh, so he right? was the one who did the um, Kahili workshop. Right. That, so that explains why, because I've seen in recent post-ups, mm -hmm. you know, uh, on Facebook, uh, how close you were to him. Yeah. And I didn't know there was an actual connection And it was there. right, <clears throat> maybe a year or so before that, that I, I met him, and it was just by chance. I went to his house. Um, with a kumuhula who told me, oh, I'm going to learn about kahili. You want to come with me and learn something? And I'm like, oh, okay, shoots. 
And in talking story with him, he was like, "Who's your grandma?" Because oh. the names start coming up, and I'm just like, "Wow, what are the chances?" You know, they go roots such up. a so close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you know, this is very commonplace. I mean, I don't. I'm sure it happens in other, I want to say, indigenous cultures, but certainly in Hawaiian, mm -hmm. it's very commonplace to have this kind of a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about him, and then you know, before you know it, he's asking, "Who's your grandma? Who's yeah. this? Who's that?" And this is genealogy. <laughs> this is how yeah. we are rooted, and we especially in the island community that we live, you know, when you go back four, five, six generations, we're, you know, we're all related, mm -hmm. but we're going to find how we're related as mm -hmm. we, we do our genealogical research. Mm -hmm. um, okay, maybe I'll ask our engineer to throw up this next uh, picture. I think our viewers want to see it. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. You know, I, the, the only reason why for our viewing audience, I had this, I, I picked this, because this uh, defines who this gentleman is. Um, you know, in today's world, thanks to events like Merry Monarch, when you have participants like Kamaka who have danced on stage wearing this kind of a fashion outfit, very deep-rooted. Um, I know there was a period of time where you were out... Um, on the streets on the windward side in your mall oh, in, in, yeah. in afternoon traffic and uh, i saw I'm it getting yelled at every yeah. five minutes but you know tell our audience why this i know this is one of your now valao designs yeah. in your your mall that you came out with so this is the mamo wearable arts fashion show put on by pa'i foundation okay this was i think three maybe four years ago and it actually was with my friend and the same uh, lady who was teaching me how to Weave Lauhala, um, Luffy, Luffy Lutero and her company Pavehi Creations, and she wanted to partner up with a few of her friends to kind of bring out as an extravagant show as possible. So she took care of um, Lauhala hats, oh. and then we had myself who did Malo and Kihei for the women, and then there was a friend of mine, um, Auntie Mele Chun, did some feather lay, and then there was um, what was the other one? Well, no, is, is uh, Vicky Ho Takamini, is that, is that yeah. the Pai Foundation? Yeah. That's her, right? Yeah. So she puts on this yearly event, this fashion yeah. show. And I think I just got the email to, you know, if we want to do it again, but I'm nowhere in the availability to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we had another friend who did um, Sterling Silver, or Jury. I think mm -hmm. it's Sterling Silver Jury. Um, and then we had a friend of ours who did all the makeup. And oh. the whole theme was, I think it was either the second or the third um, portion of the Kumulipo. Oh. And it kind of, for, for Luffy, it, she was doing it for, you know, for a long time. So every year, this was kind of like her thing. So I was able to do the malo and, and the kihei. And for us, at least for three of us, we had kind of a thing that we wanted to put together. Like, let's just do something with feathers. So Luffy taught us how to make netting like that, to like a fishnet netting. And oh. then, so I made that. A friend of mine made one that kind of like a kihei crossed over her shoulders, and then she did, I think it was a neck one. So what you're wearing there, you made. That, I that's, made it. that's what you're referring yeah. to. Wow. So there's that, which took forever. And then the feathers, putting that on. I have so much respect for people who do feather work because there's so much patience that I didn't have. <laughs> and I think the first half of it, I had to take it all off because I didn't do it right. So <laughs> it, it really frustrated me. That's like, that's like a hula dance of making a TV <laughs> script for the first time and the kumo yeah. says, uh, nope. <laughs> too short on a hole. Yeah. 
So, it, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's super cool. And right now it's just rolled up in my room. I, I just keep it. But I don't know when. I want to bring it out sometime, but I don't know when. This well, would be a super cool occasion. That, yeah, that would really be a cool occasion. Um, there, there was something I wanted to ask you. Um, so, in your Na'au Vala'au, uh, mm -hmm. that's another one of your, your businesses? Yeah. So, that's, that's the business uh, as me as an artist. So, Na'au Vala'au really... My dad takes credit for it <laughs> because it was originally called Na'au Talks. And I just wanted to have something that... All Hawaiian. Well, for me, it was like all these stories and all the designs, it just literally flashes in my mind. Or I kind of talk to myself in my head, which kind of sounds cuckoo, but I'm not. But as I'm talking to myself, then I have these images that kind of just pop up. And so I always felt that all these stories, all these designs come through my Na'au. And so it's my Na'au talking, not necessarily me. So I went home and I told that to my dad, and my, oh, my parents. I was like, oh, I'm going to name it Na'au Talks. And then he's like, Na'au Vala'au, ha, ha, ha. He's just rolling, and now he's like, bro, I need 10% of everything that you make. <laughs> like, no, Spoken like a true no. dad. <laughs> but that's where, yeah, so that's where Na'au Vala'au comes from. And it's Aye. interesting because even Hawaii people who don't necessarily know how to pronounce Hawaiian words, mm -hmm. they can pronounce it, which for me, a strategy is always, if you name something, like some people name things like a very extravagant Hawaiian name, in my perspective, it's hard for people to remember that, especially those who may not necessarily know how to pronounce it or speak it. So it was kind of a risk to do that for, for me. But sure. it turned out that yeah, turned out everybody was, is able to yeah, at least well, pronounce for, that. For certainly the Hawaiian community embraced that now. Yeah. It just kind of rolls off your tongue. Yeah. But when you said even the, you know, the, the Caucasian people you know, say it, my mind immediately, I don't know why, maybe I'm cuckoo just like you, my mind went to, I, I heard a Texan voice in there trying to say, Na'au, Vala'au. And I think one thing too is, and I think it's just in general in today's world, you know, old Hawaiian language, you never have diacriticals, you never have the okinas right, correct, and the kahakos. Correct. So some people say like, we shouldn't have it today because it's traditional, we never have it. But for me, and that was a perfect example, is that when you add it in there, people know how Right. People know that there's a different way to speak it. Right. You know, like well, Kau on Big Island, for example, people say Kau, people can get super mad. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not going to know until you put it in there. Right, right. The diacriticals really teaches us where to place the emphasis, which yeah. syllable to make the sound, the emphatic yeah. sound on. Correct. Yeah. Well, let's see if, uh, before we run out of time, uh, ask our engineer to throw up our second to the last uh, shot there. All right. So we want to keep that up and. That looks like jewelry. No, I got one of them. Men, those are all the men line of jewelry, is that right? That is, yeah, well, I'm not too sure what I had at that time, but I do have um, a couple more collections since then, if it's not being shown. Um, it started off with that one in the brown back thing, mm. and those dog tag looking ones, and it all, everything that I do really is about aloha. I, I try to. And it all started with um, the same sex debate time. Oh, okay. I came home from something, I forget what it was, and I went through the back of the house and my parents were there and the debate was on TV and they were grumbling and they are bickering, whatever, and I walked, we have this long hallway and my room's in the front, but because there's a long hallway, it just echoes. So I was in my room kind of just doing something and I kept hearing them bicker, bicker, bicker. So I was like, you know what, screw it, I'm just going to turn on the TV and see what it is. And I was flipping through the channels and I believe it was the channel right before the debate because it was part of Olelo and the debate was on Olelo channel. Um, where I seen it was a recorded conference with a previous teacher of mine in, when I went to UH Hilo, 
um, Kumuma Numair and Ponoshim. And I never met Ponoshim at this time, but they were talking about the acronyms of Aloha going back to Antipilahi Paki, because that's Ponoshim's anti, um, I believe. And just there, as she was explaining these things, I started to jot down all these images, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, okay, okay. And then I just kind of like left it on my desk and didn't really do anything with it. And when I met the right person, uh, Terry, Terry Funakoshi, now she knows, sure. I know she's a host over here. Um, she was the one who really got me into being an artist because I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I, when I met her the first time, I showed her all my designs and what I wanted to do, like what I just felt like I want to step, step into. She's the one who really helped me. And the jury was really her connection. And that first line of jury is all those designs that I sketched not I, knowing what I was going to do. I kind of remember that, that yeah. period of time. I'm gonna, we're running out of time. I'm going to ask Rob to throw up that last picture for us. Okay, this is, uh, I think this is bringing Kamakapili up to today where yep. <laughs> you work on weekends as the weekend weatherman and reporter for KHON TV. Mm -hmm. And so you've come from your roots with Tutu. We've walked all this pathway of all of the different Native Hawaiian disciplines that you've been involved in, just embracing the culture. And so, you know, on behalf of all of us, you know, props to you Thank in your you. youthful age age for doing that, being an example to the younger generation and i'll look at that because of that he listened to his mother and father who said get a job to get a regular paycheck if it wasn't this job i probably would have said no <laughs> <laughs> but it really was a i don't, I don't know this literally kind of landed in my lap and i only can mahalo kia for that because it really started well after i started Na'avala'au and i was at craft fairs and just sharing the stories of all my things a representative from Olalo. TV had approached me and, and said, would you want to have a TV show on Olemo channel? I was like, I've, I'm always down to try something. Let's, sure. let's do it. And that started in 2014, and I had three seasons of that. And you were part of that, so thank you very much for oh, allowing for me that. to you know, move forward. Um, but from doing that, and then it, it was, you know, they don't give you statistics. They don't give you numbers. It's, everything is word of mouth. So I didn't know who was watching it. Most of the people who would come up to me were older people. And there was a couple, Keiki, which totally surprised me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, how am I going to engage more with the Keiki? Mm -hmm. And then it was, I think, two Halloweens ago, a friend of mine who I used to work with texted me a picture of a friend of his friend who was vandalizing Prince Kuhio's statue down in Waikiki. Oh. And he sent it to me, he's just, he just told me, do what you want to do with it, because he knew that would piss me off and I wanted to do something. But he said, please don't drop my name. I was like, okay, no problem. And I took that and I emailed all the news stations and I said, um, you know, I think we should have more Hawaiian education in your newscasts. And I sent them my website with all um, my episodes. I've done some street name stuff. And that's kind of how it, how it turned out. Yeah. Well, good for you. Thank Congratulations you. for your success. Well. We're going to have to come back and do another show. I say that to all my guests. <laughs> There's so much to Valaau about. And our time is spent, and I really have enjoyed this time uh, with you, Kamakapili. Thank, Thank you for you. coming. Our special guest today, Kamakapili, Mahalo Nui, and continues to success in your future endeavors. Thank you for watching this episode of Hawaii. I'm your host, Walter Kabaya. Until next time, take care, everyone. Aloha no.